Father God, I pray after this marvelous time that we have had this morning in recognition that you would now allow our hearts to be open so that you can take your precious word, your love letter to your children and that under the anointing of the Holy Spirit that you might allow it to be something that we can nourish ourselves on. I believe that you have a word for us today and so Lord, I pray that you would help me succinctly and timely present it in a way that we can understand in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask that you would turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. And while you're doing so, let me remind you that this was a series. The title of this series is Knock, Knock, Who's There? And rather than reiterating the first part of this message, which I started about three weeks ago, we started this before Easter, I told you that I would be coming back to it. I want you to know that you can get that first message by going to graceagsyracuse.com, our website. Click on the media icon and it will lead you to a list of all of the messages that we preach here on Sundays. And you can download those on iTunes and you can hear them at any time. So rather than spending time reiterating, I would like to just invite you to go to the website where you can hear more about how this started. We began this three weeks ago with the idea that there are three parts to this verse in Matthew 7, 7. It says, ask and you will be given. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And I wanted to take some time on each of the segments of this verse because there's some rich um, morsels of truth for us to use as we begin to develop. The first part that I mentioned three weeks ago and the aspect of asking and it will be given to you was on petitional prayer, our prayer when we ask God for something. Now, for those of us that are parents and grandparents, we know what it's like to have children and grandchildren ask you for things, which we very quickly, to the best of our ability, try to give to them. The Lord wants us to understand in relationship to Him that it is fine for us to have petitional prayer lives or prayer lives in which we are asking the Lord for aspects of His goodness to be given to us as a parent would. Moving into the second part this morning, over these next few minutes, I want to take some time and talk about the seeking and you will find aspect of this Matthew 7-7 verse. Because moving from petitional prayer of asking, we now move into a seeking prayer, which is more about, instead of what we were asking for, it's more about the whom of prayer, in which we begin to seek the presence and the power of the Lord within our life. And this begins to open a door now to a devotional prayer side. There was petitional, there was devotional, and then as we get into this last part next week, we will talk about the third part of the prayer. But we are included in this when the Lord asks us to be people that seeks His presence. We are to be people that love the presence of the Lord. The scripture says that if we seek God, we will find him. There are those that are spending their life looking for God, not even recognizing that he wants to be found by you. Sometimes we have this aspect in our mind that God is playing hide and seek with us, that he's hiding and it's our job to try to find him. That could not be farther from the truth. Our God wants to be found by you. He wants to be known by you. He wants you to enjoy his presence. And He wants you to seek Him with all of your heart, mind, soul, and spirit. His presence is a treasure to us. And God wants to bring us into close communion with Him because He wants us to share the most intimate secrets of His presence with each of us in His wisdom and knowledge. 
Some of you, that those of you who are married, know that there was a big difference in being in love as a dating couple and being in love as a married couple. There were secrets that you were discovering even to this day of the differences between the two of you and your likes and dislikes. So it is as God draws us to Himself that our walk with Him should be a never-ending joy of discovering the secrets of God's presence within our life. And it takes diligence We must be diligent as we work toward the Lord. And for those of you that have your bulletin, you may see an outline in there. And I'm going to skip the whole first part and kind of move right into the second part, which I want to make sure that we get to today. But for some of you, you've asked yourself the question, why do I spend day after day fighting the same battles over and over and over again? I've had conversations with many of you who are wondering, when is it going to be that I will actually be an overcomer of some of the things that I have faced in my life? And I want you to know that there are aspects of seeking God that will allow you to move in growth from being defeated Christians to being overcoming Christians, to being Christians that struggle with the same things over and over again to those who can become overcomers and look back on things and recognize that there is growth within your life. And as we move in this Matthew 7, 7 verse from the first stage to the second, you begin to see your petitional prayer would be, Lord, I need money, to a devotional prayer of, Lord, you are my provider, and I will seek you in all that you give to me. And it may sound like the same thing, but it isn't. The former is seeking the goods. The latter is seeking the giver. And God desires that we would seek the giver I want you to understand today that it's important to declare who God is in your prayer. Declare who God is. There are seven Hebrew names of God that are given throughout the Old Testament, and each of them represent a significant point in time where God revealed Himself to those in the Old Testament in new ways, and they declared it by building an altar and giving a new name of God to those things. Each of those names are important to us today because I believe that they can be applied in our own prayer life. That just because we live in a New Testament age does not mean that the nature of our God changes from the Old Testament to the New Testament. He still becomes these things to us. And I believe that they are listed there for you. The first one is that He is Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. It means the Lord will provide. And you can find this and how this all began in Genesis chapter 22. When Abraham Abraham offered Isaac uh, on an altar as he was going before the Lord. And the Lord provided a ram rather than having to sacrifice his own son. And he built an altar and then said, the Lord is my provider. The Lord is my provider. Today I want you to know that there are aspects of your prayer life on a daily basis when you may need to declare over your life, the Lord is my provider and I declare that I am praying to Jehovah Jireh, the one who will provide for me everything that I need. And we are permitted to declare that in prayer. Are you in need of something? Then go ahead and call out the name of Jehovah Jireh and pray unto the Lord and He will provide the things that you want and the things that you need that are within His will because He is a God that provides for His people. The second name that He has given to us in Hebrew is that of Jehovah Raphi, the Lord who heals them. And that can be found in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. We sang this morning, 
of God who heals us, the God who healeth thee, the one whom we can run to and we can be embraced in His arms. And I want you to know we have testimonies in this church of how God has become a healer to us. We know that He heals bodies. But I want you to know something. It's not just the body that He heals. He will heal your emotions. Some of you have battled discouragement. Some of you have battled depression. Some of you have battled things within your mind. And I want you to know we have a God that heals emotions. We have a God that heals minds. We have a God that will heal your body. He will heal your fears. He will heal your anxieties. He will bring healing to your grief. And He will bring healing to your relationships. And there will be aspects of your life in your prayer time when you will simply need to call out the name of God and declare who He is. Lord, You are my Jehovah Rapha. You are the God that heals. And I'm grabbing hold of that part of Your nature and applying it to my life. Thirdly, He is Jehovah Nissi. The Lord is my banner. Found in Exodus 17, 15. You are, in fact, when you are praying the name and declaring the name of Jehovah Nisi, you are declaring victory in all of the conflicts of your life and all of the confrontations. Any of you ever face conflict or confrontation? Any of you ever wonder in those moments of time, how in the world can I pray through this? How can I apply this in my life? There is a name of God that has been given to us to declare in Jehovah Nisi, meaning the Lord is my banner. In other words, He is a protector. He is the one that goes before. He is the one who holds our battles. The battle belongs to the Lord, the Scripture says. We may see it and we may live it, but the battle belongs to the Lord because you belong to the Lord. We know from this particular passage of Scripture, the Israelites were in a battle, and as long as Moses was sitting on the hill and had his arms raised, the battle went their way. When his arms came down, the battle was going the other way with the Amalekites. And so he had standing with him Aaron and her on the top of the hill, holding his hands up. And while his hands were up, God was moving. There is something to be said about making sure that we are living a life of praise to the Lord so that He can work in our conflicts for us. Recognizing that He will bring victories to us over our struggles because He is Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is our banner. What conflicts are you struggling with right now? What things are going through your mind? Because I declare to you that you can hold up the name of God and declare His name and He will help you in your time of need. The fourth is Jehovah Shammah. God is present with me. God is present with me. I want you to know one of the greatest attributes of the nature of God, the intrinsic quality of God, is His omnipresence. Which means even though you may have an issue that you need the presence of God right this moment, and I may have one simultaneously, God can be present in every one of our lives at the very same moment because He is not held by time and space. And so the omnipresence of God, knowing that He is as close as the mention of His name, and there have been many times, and every one of us who have lived for Him any length of time have had to say, Jesus, I need You. And in that moment, there comes a strength to us because we recognize His presence is there with us. Jehovah Shammah, God, is present with us. It says He will never leave us, but will be with us till the end. The fifth name that we can declare is Jehovah Ruhi. God is my shepherd. I'm a farm kid. I grew up in Nebraska. I know what it's like not to shepherd 
sheep, but to be a shepherd of cattle. I know what it's like to lead them around. I know what it was like to take care of them. And the aspect of making sure that they were in the right places at the right time, they had the feed, the water they needed. There was this aspect of a caregiver. To understand in our life that though we live this life, there is a caregiver spiritually to us that will always shepherd us, that always has our best interest in mind, that He will lead us to where we need to be. And even when things are difficult, we are there with Him. comes as a great satisfaction and protection to us. He leads us. He feeds us. He protects us. He reveals Himself to us as our shepherd through the Word. And we can declare in moments of time when we find ourselves in need of the shepherd, I declare He is Jehovah-Rohi. He is my shepherd and He is watching over me. And you can turn that declaration and prayer into a confession and He will come and lead you in an intimate and loving way as a shepherd leads His flocks. Sixth is Jehovah Sidkenu. God is my righteousness. There are those of you that sit here this morning that think God cannot possibly love me knowing what I have done. God cannot possibly recognize me because of the evil I have had in my life or the things that I have done or said to people. But I want you to know something. You can declare that God is your righteousness. When the enemy begins to come to you and whisper in your ear that you are not worthy... When he begins to dig up your past and begins to tell you, here are all the reasons why you cannot experience the presence of the living God, you can stand and declare, the Lord my God will honor me because he is my righteousness. Jehovah Sidkenu, I am declaring you this morning because in my moment of weakness, I declare that you are the one that has cleansed me. God took Jesus who was sinless and willed Him to become your sin and He died in your place so that you might have the righteousness of Jesus in you and you can declare Jehovah Sinkanu, you are my righteousness. And I hold on to that. And seventh, Jehovah Shalom. God is my peace. God will give you peace in spite of your circumstance. When everything around you is chaotic, when everything around you is uncontrollable, when you no longer find that you can do anything about a circumstance, I want you to know in the middle of it all, God will bring peace to your heart that surpasses understanding. I have seen it in times of grief with families when other people came up to them and said, how can you hold yourself together in the midst of this? And you... All they say is, there's a peace in my heart that surpasses my ability to understand it. I just know that the presence of the Lord is there and that God is my peace in this. He assures you that He will be with you. And in the Old Testament, they built altars and declared God in these different names. And I want you to know today that you can activate the power of His names over your problems because He said, this is what it means to seek me and you will find me. I've asked our ushers this morning if they'd prepare themselves because I have a sheet of paper that I want to hand to each of you if our, if our ushers would uh, begin to hand those out. It's a list of all of these names and a list of beside them what each of them means. And what I would like to do this morning is when you get a hold of this, I want you to begin to examine your life for just a moment. And there are two or three places there to write. We started this about three weeks ago when we started praying with one another and we were amazed at some of the things that God began to answer prayer. 
But in these few moments of time, I've introduced to you declarations that you can make in prayer as you seek God. But I want something in your hand that you can then begin to write exactly what the needs are in your life that you need to declare that name over. So that it doesn't just become a word you hear, but it becomes an activity you participate in. What do you need to do to activate the power of His names over your problems this morning?